the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Very stressful to have teenagers at the time of Lollapalooza. My sympathy goes out to all of the parents out there who unfortunately are put into a circumstance that is a lose-lose. Now me, I uh, took a different approach. I bribed my kids. I like to always, always practice capitalism. Now... You get to kind of see the difference in kids. You know, it's the the beauty of having different kids, right? They have different uh, negotiation skills. And I have a new respect for my little one, who pretty much is an extortionist, but worth every penny to not get her to go to the Democrat utopia, also known as the ghetto of Chicago. And it's a shame for everybody who unfortunately is subjected to having their children go to this, regardless of age. If your kid is a teenager, if he's in his early 20s, because what we know about Lollapalooza is that it is not good. The drug arrests, the chaos, the robberies, the unreported assaults, the mayhem, the overdoses, and then we now have this massive spike in crime because what happens in these ghettos, in these Democrat hubs, is the hopelessness of the citizens, and it just devolves into what we're living through now, where the reports of crime in Chicago almost make the reporting of Vietnam deaths in the late 60s and early 70s seem light. It's chaos and it's pandemonium. And uh, I have a good idea why. I think there are certain adults in society who are responsible for this. I think that uh, it is the example that we set that sets the tone of the next generation. So I was just kind of looking for statistics on, on Lollapalooza. And obviously we didn't have one last year. But if you go from 2019, you see the kind of mayhem that happened that we didn't know about. Most of us were not given this information because the Chicago media is more of a Marxist propaganda machine than an actual information utility for the people. It is nothing what it is supposed to be. It is really a shame, and it leads to so many of our problems. But in searching for this, I was able to find some data from 2019. And in the data, there was constant ad after constant ad of defense lawyers. And I just want to read this to the people. And these are attorneys in the Chicagoland area. I'm not going to be specific. But what should I do if I'm arrested at Lollapalooza? And they pose a question. This is for people to see. First, do not admit anything or say anything at all. To avoid making or incriminating statement. No, I understand. You know, I grew up in a neighborhood that was given uh, advice of how to get away with crimes very, very early on. I was uh, illegally searched at Lollapalooza. Can I fight my case or sue? You can definitely fight your case, but we will have to hear the circumstances of exactly what happened before we recommend suing. Can I avoid criminal criminal conviction on 
drug charges at Lollapalooza. This is the one that got my attention. Yes, if you are charged with possession of small amounts of drugs, whether it is cocaine, LSD, ecstasy, mushrooms, there are a number of deals we can fight to avoid permanent conviction for drug possessions appearing on your record. And you kind of look at what's happened in Chicago, right? They've adopted the Sam Gian kind of economic scheme where now what's going to bail out Chicago from the corruption and waste, fraud and abuse that the politicians and the 50 thieves we call aldermen have been partaking in for 100 years is if we can only sell drugs and have gambling, it'll all be great. I don't know how long it's going to be before we legalize prostitution, but hey, whatever. I think you're legalizing it anyway. It's called City Hall. And here um, is where, unfortunately, a lot of us are, are watching Loved ones have to send their kids to it and the stress that it causes and the mayhem. And it's 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 a shame and it's a tragedy because we all remember when Chicago wasn't really this dangerous, when it wasn't this climate, when this kind of acceptance of of bad behavior, of uselessness wasn't tolerated. And it kind of leads me into the whole circumstances of what it's going to be like as this country becomes more and more friendly with the idea of socialism. They all play together because what socialism sells kids and sells people is the idea that for being useless, you are given sustenance for being no asset to society, but merely existing in a place you are entitled for health care, for education, for housing, for food. And, and it really does explain why the new acceptance of something that would have repulsed our grandparents is now just, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to deal with it, right? Our kids have decided they're going to go. And the years of the father saying, you're not going and that's it. There's no questions. Those are all gone. And we now are having children set the rules for themselves and for society. It really does explain why we're in the position we are on a social level of, of the country as it is collapsing into chaos. And what you're seeing now is the ignoring of the reality that the people that actually have to live in these ghettos hate it. The actual citizens who have their their babies shot, who can't sit in their front yard and sometimes can't sit in their house as bullets go through, as they are afraid to even call authorities because basically the authorities have been neutered by society itself. And at the same day Lollapalooza starts, There was a Chicago story of people that actually live in the city that I found to be very relevant. But no one wants to be here anymore. And can you blame them? Can you blame them? A hospital system with a team of violence recovery specialists is busy helping victims get back on their feet and feel safe. For most of the pediatric patients, that now means leaving Chicago. In tonight's special report, Elizabeth Matthews has an inside look at the University of Chicago Medical Center program. You really have to take one patient at a time because otherwise uh, it would be too daunting and the work would be too huge. Jerry Pettis says sometimes her pager goes off multiple times a day. When it does, it means another child has been wounded by violence in Chicago. The numbers are just staggering. The amount of children that are being shot every day. Pettis is a pediatric violence recovery specialist for the violence recovery program at Comer Children's Hospital. She helps victims like now two-month-old Teriana Smith and her mom, Taisha Banks, recover from physical and emotional wounds. This program being by my side since day one, 
day one. They first came to Commerce July 1st, just hours after Teriana became the city's youngest gunshot victim. At just four weeks old, she was shot in the head, sitting in a car seat in her mom's car in Inglewood. When I turned around and said that, it was just like blood just everywhere, like... And I grabbed her and just held her. The bullet didn't pierce her brain, but cracked Tariana's skull. She's now recovering well, but the shooting is a stark reminder for Taisha, who seven years ago was also shot, sitting in a car in Inglewood. I'm completely done with Chicago. So the people who are forced to be prisoners in these Democrat hubs, in these Democrat-run ghettos, want to escape. Yet somehow we have managed... To allow the the loop area, the lakefront, to be immune to this when the chaos is happening there as well. As we see, carjackings are parabolic, robberies, murders, mayhem. And on top of this, the very people who have decided to take away the livelihoods of the people left in Chicago and throughout the state, who are threatening another shutdown to, due to the virus who are threatening to mask people and all of this. It all goes on the wayside for just today through Sunday. Why? Because for a dollar, politicians like Lori Lightfoot would hit their mother in the face with a shovel if she was standing on a nickel. This is the political whores that they are. They're not interested in the safety or the well-being of the kids who will be attending Lollapalooza. They're not interested in any of it. The so-called super spreader and they couldn't have a party and now the masks and the Delta variant and all the other BS can sit on the curb while they rake in the dough. Because in this agreement for this scam called Lollapalooza, a bunch of drug addicts as far as I'm concerned, I don't know yet, but then again, I'm not into music. Um, the idea that this would all be ignored is because in the contract, the people, the promoters who put this together have to pay the city of Chicago millions, millions and millions of dollars. So it's the old gangster rule. Cut me in or cut it out. And all of the reality can sit on the sidelines. So I am going to really hope that all of the parents who set their kids to this Democrat utopia known as the sewer of Chicago get their kids back tonight or later tomorrow or whatever the case is in, in health, in good standings, unmolested. But that's all we can do is hope, because the reality of where we are turning our kids over is a place that truckers go around, that people of good conscience avoid at all costs. And it's really a shame because it doesn't have to be this way, but it is this way. And it will continue to be this way if we continue to enrich the very people who have destroyed the safety, the security, the health and everything as all socialists do. So I just wanted to get that off my chest as I uh, sat at my cigar store and there's a train station across the street and you see all the young kids, the young girls in particular. You know, as, as a young boy, I remember being 14, 15. I could have handled myself. I'm not worried that much worried about the boys, but the young girls that you're turning over and thinking about the, the gangs and the, and, and, the, and the scoundrels that were forced to grow up in this ghetto and how they're going to take advantage of this situation. It's very disheartening to me and I wanted to get that off my chest. 312-642-5600. I will continue with other socialist, Marxist, communist atrocities when I get back. I want to know, do you think that Lollapalooza should have been called off? And do you think that the parents should have put their foot down and absolutely said, I'm not going to risk my kid there? 312-642-5600. 
So the irony of this right now, this is my stance I take. This is, and let me tell you something. When I say it on this show, this is what I say all the time. There's no shtick. I'm not selling you some nonsense. I got in a huge fight. Huge fight with my wife today. But I don't care. I'd rather bribe her than let her go. That's how I view it. I think it's simple. Not to mention I don't want to enrich these scum. I really don't. The idea that they're, they're failing, they've been misappropriating funds if I'm kind... And now we're, it's just going to be send our kids there, bail it out. And by the way, the, 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 the concert producers give them so much money that they could give a rip about anything else. It's like they've been preaching. Shut down all the small businesses, put them out of business, but let's open for Lollapalooza. Because after all, we make a lot of money. And I have all women on the board. All women! See? I know somebody agrees with me. Kira Elgin. Okay, Sean, yes, two hours and ten minutes from Elgin to Lollapalooza as a very part-time Lyft driver. Okay. Took a couple down there. They wanted to play music, got my Bluetooth on, and the words were triple X-rated about a woman's part doing things to a man. I said, I'm sorry, I really don't want to play this music. Really nice about it. The guy said, F you, Grandma, to me. And then... After I said, do you want to get out of the car nicely? In the middle of traffic, by the way, uh, we agreed to WGCI. But as soon as I put that station on, the first song that came on was Cops Are Killing Black People, Let's Stand Together. So That's a song? Wait a minute, there, there's a song with those lyrics? There's a song on WGCI. It huh. said, Cops Are Killing Black People, Let's Stand together. That's in the song. The words are there. I wrote them down. I wonder if there's a song that gangster disciples are killing all kinds of people. Let's stand together. They're no, no? all right. That's a shame, Carrie. Yeah, well, don't listen, send I, your kids down there. Oh no! I, it cost me a left lung. I mean, I'll tell you the truth. It cost me a left lung. I, I, I'm, I'm offended and impressed with my daughter's negotiating skills, but worth every penny the way I look at it. Thank you very much, Kira. It's a shame that we're at this point, and uh, this is where society goes when Democrats and socialists and the idea. That children should run things. It does explain, however, the economic position of the Democrat Party. Children. Kathy and Elgin. Hi. Hi. I think, I think that it's totally ridiculous that they're having Lollapalooza when they're, like, ready to make everybody wear masks again, not opening schools. The vaccinated. Thousands of these children <laughs> out there so that they can infect each other and then go home and infect their parents. So two days ago, two days ago, they just said, if you're vaccinated, you got to wear a mask in your house. You remember that when they had my Auntie Mary, Dr. Fauci, come out and say, if if you're vaccinated, proving that the vaccine doesn't work, if you're vaccinated, wear a mask. But now Lollapalooza, you just got to show that you have a negative test or a card and you can come on in. I mean, it just goes to show. This is is what I like, though. This is the upside about communism and Marxism. If you got enough money, the rules don't apply to you. If you pay off the right scumbag, scum politician, then you could circumvent all the rules. So it is a little window into our future. Kathy, thanks for listening and thanks for making the call. Teresa on the north side. Hi, Sean. When I lived in L.A., I decided to check out Lollapalooza, and it was Burning Man with better bands. It was just a freak show. And I wouldn't go near Lala in Chicago. This is a perfect shooting opportunity for these morons to kill for the hell of it. I, I wouldn't go near it. My, my last property I sold in Illinois was to a dear, dear friend of mine um, who I tried to talk out of. His wife, I, I begged them not to buy it. It was in Ukrainian village. And he came by my cigar store today. And he was like, now he moved to Puerto Rico. He just comes back because he sees his grandkids. 
And he, he was like, I can't even I can't even go to the city. He was robbed the other day from his backpack. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just chaos. He's like the chaos that's going on there. And I'm glad my kids are grown. I'm glad my, uh, you know, his kids, kids are in their thirties. Now I'm glad my boys were are grown. I wouldn't want to deal with this. And I kept thinking to myself, what about all the people that can't bribe their kids or are extorted to, to, to go there and, and they're helpless or they're being told the spouses that are fighting, you know, and that type of thing. It's just a shame. And the reality is when you step back and look at exactly where you are sending your kids to me, this is not about the music. This is about a place no, that is it built. It is built around kids that we all know the drugs are through the roof. The mayhem is through the roof. Yeah. And that's what goes on in the park, let alone what they yeah. have to go through the gauntlet to get to the park. It's just a terrible time. And uh, I mean, I hope no one gets hurt and no one ODs and none of it. But we all know it's going to happen. And then above all, yep. you've been beating us all over the head about how concerned you are for our own health with the covid. And yet. The rules don't apply, so you could make a couple million dollars. Political whores. Thank you, Teresa. Yeah, appreciate it. Love it. Look at all the ladies. Megan, Orland Park. Hey, Sean. It's Hi. Megan Allen. I'm your biggest fan. I'm the biggest Sean Thompson fan club. Thank you very much. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just basically one comment. It's a quick one. Rom Emanuel's brother. Yeah. He's responsible for Lollapalooza. He's the big wig, and that's probably a good reason why this is going and, on. You don't want to upset him. And he owns a bunch of Uber, right? He owns half of Uber. So he's got oh, it. No that's literally coming and going. He's got the money coming and going. It's perfect. Uh, you got to love it. Wow. But it's Chicago. This yep. is what's to be expected, right? If you've got enough clout, you could bribe anybody. And we all know that, right? That's why they, yeah. the Alderman and Louis Gutierrez, they got mad again. So they don't pay the property taxes that the people who actually work actually have to live in the city. They don't have to do it. You got to almost embrace the Democrat mafia. You, you just stand in awe of it. The problem is if you have kids, you got to turn them over to this sewer. That's the sad part. Thank you, Megan, for calling. I so appreciate it. All right. I guess we got to go to the fellas. Michael on the south side. Sean, how's it going? Wonderful, buddy. How are you? Oh, love you, love your show. Thank you, Ben. Oh, we've talked before, so thank you for taking my calls. Um, hell yes. Lollapalooza should have been canceled, and I have two points. Right. One, uh, if you remember last year, Mayor Lightfoot was sticking in the Chicago Police Department on people going to church <laughs> uh, because of allegedly COVID fears. But the fact now that she uh, is uh, allowing Lollapalooza is blatant hypocrisy. It's money. You just can't. Yeah. Money can get you anything in a a socialist-run area. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. I I agree. And it's it's, it's absolutely terrible. And and second point, when even the Chicago Reader, the most liberal publication in in the city, has a music critic who says Lollapalooza should should have been canceled, that's that's got to tell you something. Michael, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for reminding me about the churches. You're 100% right. That's why. Smartest listeners on radio and the fastest radio show. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Now, Johnny Rocket, before I take Anthony from Melrose Park, and I am going to take Anthony in about 30 seconds, he's going to understand what I say to you. I know that the word is absorbent. I know that. Absorbent. If I slip when I'm reading it, you know, I, 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 I'm from an, I, I say three, I don't say tree. I say Italy, I don't say Italy. There are some kinks we still have to work out because after all, 
you know, I am from a certain neighborhood, and I, every once in a while, my vernacular will slip back into that neighborhood. So I understand that during the reading, it's absorbent. I get it. I might have said absorbent. Freudian slip. Anthony in Melrose Park understands. Hi, Anthony. How you doing, Sean? Love the show. Thank you, brother. So I'm a union worker, have been for many years, almost 20 years here in Chicago, and I've been a part of setting up Lollapalooza and various other concerts and theater shows for a long time. And back in May, I was told that my civil rights were going to be infringed on by either getting vaccinated or being moved to the back of the hire list to work a show that hundreds of thousands of tourists are going to come into Chicago and become a COVID super spreader. It's okay for them to attend the show with hundreds of thousands of people, but I can't work it with about three to 400 of my brothers and sisters that I've been working with for 20 years. It's getting ridiculous, and it just shows that our political officials here in this city are what they would do to sell out for a dime, but yet my personal family's well-being my civil rights are perfectly to be perfectly able to be infringed on. And at some point in time, the patriots of this country are going to have to stand up and fight for what is right and fight for our Constitution. Anthony, I love the call. And it shows so much on how you have been victimized by not just your union, which has paid political whore politicians like Joe Biden and the Democrats nearly two billion dollars of your dues to make sure that you get those jobs. But it has showed you showed you the kind of fascism that is the the cornerstone of the Democrat Party. You will comply or you will suffer. Doesn't matter that you're in a union. Doesn't matter you had the job for 20 years. Doesn't matter your family needs the money. You will buckle under and you will do something that your conscience or your decision has has said, I don't want to do it. So now you're going to suffer financial costs. That's called extortion. You remember what that's like, Anthony. Same time when they used to kick in the door, right, and pay the vig. It's the same thing, only these guys tell you they're helping you. At least the other guys had the courtesy to admit what they were. Thank you so much, Anthony. I appreciate the call, and I appreciate you listening very much. Eduardo in Midway. Yeah, the problem is uh, that uh, it's okay to have these things on, uh, whether your rooftop bar or at Lollapalooza. But they're not setting capacity limits. People in Spain went to a concert and they got infected and they had the uh, vaccine. Yes, they got infected. Well, I mean, the the reality is, Eduardo, we know that the Democrats issue rules and regulations only for certain people, for their chosen people, for their insiders. Those rules do not apply. Right. So the reality is when there's there's money in it or there's something that benefits the party. Party first, just like the communists. Then all bets are off. And you know that, Eduardo. Thank you so much. And you are going to lead me into a segue of my other favorite clip. So now the doublespeak that's been in this debate about COVID itself and then the vaccine more specifically and the lies and the fraud. I have spotted from the beginning because that's what I'm always looking at. I look at everything through a very skeptical, very suspicious eye. I am by nature a contrarian, and I am very happy to be one. I also understand that politicians, as they prove themselves time in and time out for the right amount of money, will tell you anything you want to hear or will alleviate any kind of regulation or law that may stand in your way. If you are an insider with a sack of Joey, I can get him to eat a banana and dump a fruit salad. That's just the way it goes every single time. And the reason that I will never take a Democrat seriously is because of exactly what has happened on the southern border. 
La Jolla Police Department is issuing a public health announcement after an officer says an undocumented migrant family coughing at a fast food restaurant told him Border Patrol released them because they had COVID-19. Hildongo County Judge Richard Cortez is now calling on federal immigration officials to stop releasing infected migrants into their communities. It's very obvious that uh, this issue, the immigration issue, has escalated to a level that simply we could not manage it the number of volume of people has increased to a level that we just can't manage, manage the, the, the numbers. The family said a charity group was paying for their room at a nearby hotel. Officers say they found out Catholic charities of the Rio Grande Valley had booked all the rooms all at the, the rooms. hotel for undocumented immigrants detained by Border Patrol. La Jolla police say Border Patrol was quarantining undocumented people who were COVID positive or people who had symptoms and then handing them over to the nonprofit who then placed them at hotels in La Jolla and the McAllen area. CBS 11 News reached out to Catholic charities of the Rio Grande valley for comment and have not heard back yet katie johnston so all the time they've been shutting down actual entrepreneurs and business owners putting innocent people under house arrest with a virus by the way that has a very very if it was designed to kill people which is what i believe are designed to infect people it has a very poor success rate 99.5 of the people that get covid live just the fact but on the same hand you've been shutting me down in the name of this virus You've been forcing guys like Anthony and you're, 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 you're coercing people to put a vaccine, an experimental vaccine and turn us all into lab rats, into our arm at the idea that you're going to either pay us off or give us our freedoms back. But yet you're allowing sick people to run into the country and you're helping them to spread them out through the country. So the rules that you want to put on me and citizens like me. Do not apply to the chosen people you've picked because what you're hoping and what you know is these are your new constituents. These are your new base. Now, see, I take a different approach to to immigration more than 99 percent of people on non-communist radio. I believe we are going to need people who want to come here and be capitalists and be earners and come here for the rights and Americanism that America used to stand for. I think that we should implement a merit system on all citizens. I don't think we should reward anyone or have a welfare system like we do in Illinois that pays 51,000 to one parent and a child when the median, the median income of working people is 55,000 a year. So I've realized that this is a welfare state and will forever be hampered down by those ideological socialists who vote Democrat day in and day out, time in and time out, every election cycle, because that's the that's the party that pays them. So to me, there are more of those people than us. But when you have a system, a, a federal system, that allows during a time of a pandemic, this kind of chaos to happen where Texas officials and police are telling you, you are importing the virus. Everything you say about me getting the vaccine is off and it's more evidence of why I should never get it and will never get it. Glenn, South Suburbs. Yeah, good afternoon, Sean. I have a couple of things to talk about. One is that the omnipotent Dr. Fauci, uh, why does he keep referring to we developed the vaccine? As far as I can see, it was three pharmaceuticals in the U.S. who developed it and one in England. So what part did his NIAID have in developing the, uh, the vaccine? Has he got those guys in his pocket, or what's the we? 
Number two. Well, one thing about Fauci is he's always going to go to the forefront of accepting any kind of accolades or attention. So when yes, he, you know, he had nothing to do with it. He had to do with the decisions to fund the virus and that he wants to distance himself from. But when it comes to the vaccine, he was under the impression it would work rather than fail miserably. And uh, he wants to take credit for it. That's my answer to that. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute lie that he says we. Anyway, the other thing is, is, is in Congress right now, Pelosi's back to this masking mandate for the representatives. And then you have one of her minions come in there and then chastise uh, the uh, minority leader for, you know, saying why. What I want to know is, and then and, and, and giving the the uh, physician for Congress being the almighty God, knowing everything. What I would have for, the, for that guy, whoever, I can't remember his name. Does he uh, say I should not give a second or third opinion? Chris, uh, Glenn, you don't need that. They've told you what you're going to think. They've told you what you have to do. The idea that you can make your own decision. That's so yesterday, Glenn. Thank you so much for calling. Chris, I want you to hang on. I'm going to take you, but I have to go to break. Chris in East Chicago, hang on. We're going to go to you first. 312-642-5600. Rahm Emanuel. What a, what a, what a, what a. What a treasure trove of opportunity Chicago has been for the Emanuel family. The dailies, the Emanuels. My favorite is the scam with the banking. 16 million. Two years he worked there. 16 million. It's not a bribe. He earned it. He was an essential attribute and an asset to the bank. <laughs> you got to love it. Chris, East Chicago. Hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Very good. Your call intrigues me. Oh, uh, well, it's... Uh... It's very interesting. I know you're a guy that doesn't have a lot of time, so I'm going to get straight to the point. Um, I'm in the union, East Chicago, steel, steel workers. Um, almost all the steel workers over here, Republicans, don't believe in the vaccine. All the union starting to try and pressurize vaccines on everybody. What, what would you suggest? I would suggest you leave the union, but uh, you're going to lose your job. But you're going to lose your well, job. You're going to lose your job well, either way. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's, so everybody, everybody would lose it. Um, I mean, it, it's crazy because it some that that the world has come to this. Chris, this is my point. So when I no, when, when I bash unions, Chris, I never bash the worker. I bash the labor extortion mafia that is the the union management that has managed oh, to exactly. to extort the worker and extort the, yep. the manufacturer. So I never bash the worker because I, I know what it's like to be one of those workers. I was raised by one of those workers, and I see the, the corruption in it. So this union has taken the dues from you, and it has bought off politicians in the guarantee you will all vote one way. Now, there are standouts like yourself and other people who understand the principle of I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees, which is why, in my opinion, unions such as yours that have an entire industry need to have an uprising from the actual worker themselves. So what you need to do, Chris, is take advantage of your union brothers and discuss that to them about capitalism and American principles and take back that upper echelon of corrupt mafia wannabes called union bosses. That's my answer to you, Chris, and I wish you the best of luck. But no matter what. Well, thank you, Aid. Money hey, comes hey, and I goes, brother, and you one, know this. One thing. Go ahead. And thank you for telling me that. And guess what? All A bunch of my union brothers and sisters that I work with right now, we all feel the same as you. I love that. So, and that's how we're going to win it you. back. Thank because you. thank yes. you. Here's exactly. the one thing we, we all have to understand, yep. Chris. Money comes and goes. At the end, we die in a bed with nothing. Hopefully in a bed. 
the reality is what well, you what you right. what you can take to the next life and what you can leave as a legacy isn't money necessarily it's dignity and to have the dignity to understand you you didn't sell out to a pressure system but stood up for yourself is worth everything exactly. in the world and you know these union mafia wannabe bosses they're afraid of you in numbers that's why they don't like when you get together get together with people who feel your way and take your union back and throw out every one of those fat use, useless chair wreckers pretending to be gangsters you do that for me thank you I okay hey hey sean sean yeah the not not the union but the union brothers and sisters have your back we all feel the same i love thank it chris you. thank you i've always felt that way that's why when i see a rat on the side of the road I understand that doesn't represent the workers who would welcome the competition and want to produce. That represents the corrupted factor in our labor system, the union bosses who extort both the worker and the manufacturer, but know that they've got an ironclad system because they're the kind of scoundrels that paid off this political whore in diapers we are now referring to as president and his party in the, in the name of $2 billion of money they extorted from the workers for these phony baloney contracts and this phony baloney scheme that we have going. And I'm going to get to the clips of Mack Truck, but I am going to go to the phone lines just a little bit longer. Uh, I only got this is the fastest show ever. Joe Dundee. My mic's up. Sean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, just got to address what you guys are talking about. Uh, the Democrats said the jobs are gone, never coming back, get used to it. Would need a magic wand. It's, I mean, it's not the reason I'm calling in. No, but 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 they were proven. Uh, they were proven wrong. They were proven wrong by the idea of capitalism that was represented in a lot of Trump policies. And yet, rather than recognize that, they made certain that those policies would be vacated from the office and the policies of feudalism represented by Joe Biden and the Democrats would rule. Because here's what they don't want you to know: they like it when the job market is tight because their position is stronger. So the reason that those mob bosses pay off politicians is to make sure that the job market is tight because their position is more secure then. They don't like an open job market and capitalism and success in a nation. They make more money on the way down. But go ahead. Okay, so the reason I called in is about Lollapalooza. Yeah. <laughs> and that is that, you know, the Democrats kept these kids so cooped up for the last year that I think they have the right to go out and party. Um, Joe, don't be know. mad. I'm hearing the music in my ear, but I'm going to address it as I hang up on you. The Democrats may have implemented the policy. The parents are the ones that abided by it. My kids weren't locked up. Neither were Pritzker's kids. Did you know my kids and Pritzker's kids have a lot in common? We both lived in Florida. Well, Democrat mafia wannabe bosses without a neck like Pritzker with his face laying on his chest shut down everybody else. See, it's only effective if you if you acknowledge their authority over your life. I don't acknowledge their authority over their life. I am an American. I have liberty, freedom, and unalienable rights. No mafia boss has taken it away. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So, 
in a country founded on the Enlightenment, founded on the principles of liberty and freedom, law is to be the shield in totalitarian hellholes. Authoritarian dictatorships, law is the weapon. As we are now experiencing law being used as a weapon, it is hard to not recognize that America is slipping into authoritarianism. What's going to prevent us are good lawyers, not the slip and fall Chicago Democrat lawyers who like to vote Democrat, elect Democrats because they want their settlements to be high and their cases to be corrupt. We're going to need lawyers like Jonathan W. Emord, who is a constitutional attorney and the author of the new book, Authoritarians, to help us and to save us and to help us organize and fight back fascism. So I wanted to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for joining me, Jonathan. It's great to be with you, Sean. I have to say I am losing my optimism, but that's because I'm a Chicagoan and I'm from Illinois and I see the corruption and bastardization of my rights and my country and the principles of Americanism. But I also seven years ago opened up a business in Florida where it's different. But still, I feel like what we've done now is elect that ideology of that Marxist mafia we call Democrats today to the White House, and I'm concerned about it. Well, you should be. Uh, we, we all should be very concerned about it because our liberties are at stake, very much so. And really, the, the very few, uh, the next few years are going to determine uh, an, an enormous uh, amount as to our fate. Uh, we... Uh, we have a legacy uh, stemming from the foundation of this country, which is unique in all the world. Uh, the Declaration of Independence preamble defines what it means to be an American. And the assault on liberty that's taking place in the streets, in Congress, in the White House, uh, goes to that very definition of what it means to be an American. Um, so if we wish to uh, maintain our principles in defense of liberty, we have to rise to the occasion and really uh, beat back uh, the socialist siege that's taking place all over the place. And um, that requires us to leave the comfort of our, our uh, couches and rise up and really uh, recognize that uh, it, it is not going to be a free country, America, unless we take action now to preserve it. And so so do we take yeah, the smallest, do we take the smallest, you know, I'm, I'm an old neighborhood guy, right? The way that you stop a, a, an assault is that you hit the biggest one in the face and you take that one out first. Do we take the biggest atrocity against our liberties, which I believe is forced vaccination onto the individual property of myself? Do we come together as different union members? I have union members that call my show. I have business people that call my show. I have mothers that call my show that don't want their children vaccinated. When you have a government that is hiding the data of a vaccine that apparently is failing at record numbers, yet they keep insisting we inject this into ourselves, how do we fight back against a government that is now very willing to use force in order to get us to take the vaccine? Well, uh, what we have to do is uh, organize ourselves around liberty-supporting people and groups and demand that that not happen and then refuse to allow it to change our, our daily lives. If, if a majority of Americans refuse to uh, be misled into this notion that somehow the Delta variant is, is uh, a, new, a tsunami, which it is not, it's more like a small stream, it's expected 
it, it, it is not a situation where people's lives are at stake related to it. Uh, it is no worse than really a common cold, effectively, for those who already have a, immunity to it. The notion that only 50% of the population has immunity is a myth of, uh, associated with the vaccination. In reality, uh, approximately one-third of the entire population has already had COVID and has recovered from it and has natural immunity. There's overlap, for sure, with people who have been vaccinated who have natural immunity, but it can't be complete, and it's likely not. And so we may be on the zone of around 70% immunity. That's higher than any other nation on Earth. The levels of hospitalization, uh, of death, are so low in this country compared to the rest of the world per capita. Uh, and yet the Biden administration is turning this into a fire drill, saying that the sky is falling. We are desperately in need of draconian measures. Everyone has to lock down again. Everybody's got to wear masks again. We simply cannot tolerate this. And law enforcement needs to refuse to enforce it. Uh, the Capitol Police, for example, are apparently refusing Nancy Pelosi's demand that people be arrested if they didn't wear masks on the Capitol grounds. Uh, that's the kind of thing that we need to see. We need patriotic people, people who love this country, realizing that this is a power grab and that we simply cannot uh, tolerate it, and refusing to undertake any actions that will deprive people of their civil liberties based on a false representation. There is no, CDC has no science to support the notion that this is somehow a virulent strain that is going to kill people in mass and be different from the underlying virus in, in material ways that are adverse to people. They don't have that evidence. All the evidence points in the other direction that this is uh, not a, a, a virus, uh, that is the Delta variant, is not a variant that is uh, highly lethal. And, and indeed, it appears to be likely to something that will pass within the next few weeks. So this rush to uh, contain, you know, deprive us of our freedom to, to travel, of our freedom to worship, of our freedom to uh, congregate and, and uh, uh, associate with one another, and of our, our children's right to be able to go to school and not be masked all, all day long. Uh, you know, the idea that children convey uh, this virus is, 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 is mythical. Uh, most evidence suggests that they're not very good at transmitting the virus, and most evidence suggests they have very mild symptoms by and large. So the whole, the whole thing is based on a set of, of suppositions which lack proof, and yet we are being forced into it because it's a power grab, and the science just uh, is, is used in a, a manner that is despicable. They're, they're using junk science to support this proposition at the CDC. It's very transparent. Yet where we have proof, Jonathan, and what's pointed out in your article in PJ Media, where we have proof and we have evidence is that it appears... And by the way, I think this latest portion is, is a distraction because people were actually talking about this three weeks ago. We have evidence that it looks like the American government was investing in this virus. I mean, I'm, I'm going to call it for what I see it. If you're paying somebody to create a virus, how else could it be described as investing in it? Well, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, they, the argument that is, that is made in support of this, which is rarely made publicly, is that we had to perform the research to comprehend how best to combat the coronavirus. 
And so uh, that's the justification. However, only a complete idiot would think that giving tens of millions of dollars to a an entity under the direct control of the People's Liberation Army and the CCP in China, your, your avowed enemy who wants to have biological warfare used as a means to take down the West, only a complete idiot would give money in huge amounts to support... Uh, research and co- collaborative efforts at research associated with a virus, the very the very purpose of which is to determine uh, is is to make it virulent, and then to proceed on to gain a function research and even give the cell line, uh, the, the cell line six from the Department of Defense is given to the Chinese to assist in that gain of function research. Fauci approved numerous times NIH funding for that lab. He was fully aware of Dr. Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina's work in assisting in the development of the gain-of-function research, fully aware of EcoHealth's involvement in Cambridge, Massachusetts, fully aware, and yet he, he did nothing. In January, January 10, 2017, uh, 10 days before President Donald Trump came into office, uh, Dr. Fauci stated in a speech he gave at Georgetown University Medical Center, that there would be a surprise outbreak in the Trump administration. Yet, did he then do anything to alert the administration of immediate steps that it needed to take to reduce the risk of this pandemic or to otherwise take steps that would cut off all the funding associated with it? Absolutely not. In fact, in December of that same year, he approved another of, I think it was $5.96 million to EcoHealth for use in association with the Wuhan lab research. And now we find earlier tapes, because he loves the media, he loves to put himself in front of a camera. We find evidence that he was talking about, yes, there is some risk of a pandemic associated with research of this kind. This is many, many months before uh, Trump came into office. Yes, there's risk associated with the pandemic. uh, 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 research of this kind, a pandemic. However, that risk is worth taking because we're going to gain so much knowledge from doing research of this kind. Is he out of his mind? Is he out of his mind? Uh, is the United States government insane, giving all this money to an avowed enemy of the United States? Does anyone have any misconception that that avowed enemy is going to use that resource to its advantage? We knew they had a bioweapons program. We knew that they were dedicated to developing bioweapons. We knew that, that these people were under the direct authority of the PLA and the CCP. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, I think, you see, you've been around government for the bulk of your professional life. You understand that government is a word. The people that inhabit government positions are merely bureaucrats who have ideology. They're not applying their the American principles of exactly what we are supposed to do or the government is allowed to do. These are people who a few of them could make these types of decision that could actually devastate the nation. Yet, where is there ever been a case of repercussion? Because the reality is we all know this. You wrote very eloquently about this. You talk about it, I'm assuming, in in your book, which I am going to read and have it, I confess to you. But the reality is, where is the repercussion? Because as I see it, these bureaucrats are destroying my country yet every time they fail they get more money and more strength over the citizens can we legally fight this back is there something we can do 
to get this information out rather than have it squashed by more bureaucrats? Well, yes, there is. And uh, it starts with uh, voting out of office people who are in office who are supporting it, and that's the Democratic Party. Uh, we've got to change the White House, of course. Does anyone have any doubt about that? I want to change every one of them. I I think the Democrat Party should be made illegal. They're subversives to the American principles. Well, let me say this. Uh, In The Authoritarians, my book, I explain the entire history of the administrative state, which you're talking about, and how at its very origin, the purpose of those advocating creation of the administrative state was to circumvent the Constitution. Overtly, that was their purpose, to prevent the power-limiting doctrines and provisions of the Constitution from having effect by transferring legislative, executive, and judicial power to unelected heads of agencies who would then rule like oligarchs and implement the law. And what has happened is that we are now ruled in this country, not by those we elect, but by the unelected heads of the bureaucratic agencies who make nine-tenths of all federal law. People don't realize that, but almost all federal law that affects them in their business, in their lives, comes not from legislation passed by those they elect, but from the unelected heads of over 200 separate bureaucratic agencies. But the history of that dates all the way back to the 1920s. But even more than that, the philosophy underlying it is collectivism, socialism. It's, it's George Hegel's philosophy, German philosopher George Hegel. And his philosophy was adopted in the antebellum South as a justification for slavery. The academics and political leaders of the South rejected the Declaration of Independence because the abolitionists were insisting that all men are created equal and that it was unchristian to have slavery. And so in order to preserve slavery and defend it, They rejected the Declaration, they rejected Jefferson, and they adopted Hegel's concepts of collectivism and defined the institution of slavery as the beau ideal of communism. And this philosophy didn't die with the 13th Amendment, the end of slavery, but came alive after the Civil War in liberal circles in progressive circles, and actually, from the nineteen, from the eighteen sixties to the nineteen twenties, hundreds of academics went to Germany to study in the historic schools they called them the philosophy of Hegel and to learn about collectivism. And they were taught to hate the Constitution, hate the Declaration of Independence, and to endorse the creation of an administrative state. They then came back to this country. routed out of academia classical liberal education and replaced it with with socialism and created public education with John Dewey, who was a Fabian socialist, who endorsed socialist education. That's right. Very start of it. So it's it's been there, it's been simmering, and now it's in the streets, and now it's in our face everywhere. And people don't talk about the fact that Madison Square Garden, I think it was six months before Pearl Harbor, I could be wrong about the date, was sold out by the American Nazis. Yet after Pearl Harbor, nobody wants to ask what happened to them. I say they went to work in government, and we are merely the, the natural progression of where that happens. And it's about time we bring attention to these bureaucracies. Jonathan Emorn, I could talk to you for an hour. I went long. I hope you don't mind. I'd love to have you back. I am looking so forward. I ordered your book while we were talking, and I will, next time we talk, have it read. So thank you so much for coming on. He is the author of Authoritarians. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. 
We'll be back with your calls and comments. 312-642-5600. If that's moving up, then I... Johnny Rocket, here's New York. Right away, he thinks of the guy, Billy Joel. It's actually February 20th, 1939. Americans hold a Nazi rally selling out Madison Square Garden six and a half months before Adolf Hitler invaded Poland. So I got it a little wrong, but I knew it was relevant. And that's about the time that Prescott Bush was helping him with their money. And furthermore, what was going on in Italy was El Doce. You remember El Doce, the Italian fascist. But I believe that the Cuomo family is the fruit of El Doce Mussolini's loins. And every time Andrew Cuomo opens his mouth, thank God he keeps his shirt on. I don't want to see nipple piercings on a man. He proves me right. And we have to spread this message. Or we're going to spread the virus. And we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. That is the mission. And while everyone else in the country is saying, oh, the sky is falling, the numbers are going up. New York is going to say, yeah. And that means we're going to get ourselves in gear. And we're going to get the job done. I wonder if they're going to wear Hugo Boss suits with the big wide lapel. See, the first time the Nazis did this, at least they were dressed nice. They had the Hugo Boss suits. They came in black and dark gray and then tan. Um, but they had the wide lapels. I think those are coming back. They'll, we'll know because New York, after all, is the fashion capital of America. So I hope at least this time our Nazis are dressed just as good as the old Nazis were. Um, because they're sharing the exact same philosophy of those National Socialist Worker Party fascist scum that destroyed and is responsible for the deaths of millions and millions and millions of people. And if you can incorporate just the twist of a little Sovietism followed by the the Stalinists, well, now you're really talking, because Stalin really did some big numbers. But after all, what did he say? One death is a tragedy, as you see from time to time on the news. Ah, 60 million. That's a statistic. It's disgraceful what's going on in the America. And that philosophy has been adopted by an entire party right here in America. And they're selling themselves as Democrats when the reality is they're not Democrats when you really listen to them. And just last question, because I know they're doing it in Europe, but you're not CDC director of Europe, which I'm sure you're plenty happy about. But they, they're issuing health <laughs> health passes there, right, where, you know, you can go to a disco or a discotheque, as they like to call it there, if you have a, a health pass. Is that something that the CDC would ever lean into or perhaps advise here? You know, I think some communities are doing that, and, and that may very well be, be a path forward. Yeah, vote. Herr Commandant, 312-642-5600. Good poll. Always love that one. So now the downside. Well, it's all downside. Whenever these children, whenever these socialist collectivists are in office, it's, it's stagflation. It's just... Waiting in the sea of despair. That's what they create. There is no such thing as a successful socialism. Sorry, hate to break it to you. It's just the fact. That's why Biden doesn't have an economic plan. He has a feudalnomic plan. It's Biden and the feudalists. Because when you are living in a society led by this kind of top-down collectivism, when it has an ideology where the many must sacrifice for the few, when we are now very comfortable to have people who've never gone to college, never taken on college debt, subsidized college debt, kids who signed up for it, when you have people who are 
paying drug addicts and wife beaters and child molesters the same as if they paid as if they lived a good life and deserve something. This is the what's hidden in the agenda of Marxism, of socialism, of communism, of the new Bidenomics. This is now what we're going to enter. So when you pull up the economic headlines and you see that Biden calls for Congress to extend eviction ban within days of its um, expiring, when you see that the House passes a sprawling spending bill ahead of the fall shutdown, Congress passes $2.1 billion capital security bill because they like to keep themselves really secure and surrounded by police as they make the rest of us weaker. The House is going to embark on an earmark packed with $600 billion in just a spending bundle right now after we've agreed on this so-called bipartisan bill that will be packed full of pork. And you get economic numbers that are abysmal in comparison to what they should be. And they're even worse when you realize that you have printed up $9 trillion in a year that you shut down the economy to fake it till you make it. In, an, in a ridiculous plan that, by the way, was okayed by Republicans. You realize what is coming. But it is still fun to watch the so-called financial experts be shocked by the failure that is socialism. The point that this is a bigger mess than even the actual number. We had in our uh, rapid update number for this quarter, we had 9.2. Now, that came down yesterday because of the trade number. Uh, but even earlier this quarter, I, I believe at the beginning of the quarter, I think the uh, the hopes and dreams and the forecasts of Wall Street was closer to 10%. So we're approaching half of what people thought. Now, I want to just point out one, two areas where... Um, uh, that has shown up. One thing is inventories. Inventories were down for the second straight month and really uh, have been down quite a bit. And the reason, and, and you also have a, a big subtraction from from imports as well. So what's going on? So that's going to be, that's that's the technical aspect. But the, the broader picture, the macro picture, is this is supposed to be sold to you as growth. The gross domestic product. Growth. The experts were expecting 10%. They revise, 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 and when it comes out, it's even 2% less than their last revision. But it's not growth at all. When only 40 to 50% of the businesses are open that were open before the politicians shut down the American economy. That's it. We're running on, on, on four cylinders, and the car has an eight-cylinder. That's, that's what you're running on now. You cannot fake it. In the meantime, you've accumulated Massive amounts of spending. This is the philosophy of Keynesianism. It never worked. It does not work. All it does is subsidize the few at the expense of the many. This is something that I have never stopped saying. And most people who have a fundamental understanding of the difference between a private economy and a government-sponsored socialism. There is no way to put lipstick on this pig anymore. 400,000 Americans, 400,000 are filing for unemployment every week, and you're being told this is good, at the same time the government bureaucracy is injecting endless amounts of future, of debt now, future taxation tomorrow, which does explain why this stupid moron, this 80-year-old, 50-year political whore, who's never owned a job, is so willing to lie about himself, about the economy, and about what even an American product is, when he's at the Mack truck uh, 
manufacturing plant. We're all, we're all Mac proud, Mr. President. Yeah, you Mac. should be Mac proud. I, I was telling them I was raised by an automobile man. Good. Friend, that's how I got so you know, school. You know how important everything no, is to us here no, in the country. It, 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 his, car was a, his father was a used car salesman. He was raised by an automobile man. Really, really is. And yes. Look, this is. You guys are going to be in the cutting edge of change that's going to take place in the next 10 years that you're not going to believe. Yeah. Now he's right there. We are all on the cutting edge of change that none of us are going to believe in the next 10 years if this idiot and the Marxist mafia calling themselves Democrats continue to have their way with a resistance that's supposed to be based in capitalism and Americanism. He's right about that, the dummy. Like a broken clock. Twice a day. And it's going to be... And anyway. And if we I don't used to do- drive an 18-wheeler, man. Yeah. Wait, wait. He used to drive an 18-wheeler, man. When did he drive an 18-wheeler? When did that happen? Because he went from law school, which, by the way, he graduated, what, third from the bottom? Took him a little bit longer than normal. He went from that to politics. When did he drive an 18-wheeler? But I guess if you're a Democratic, butter-handed, Marxist-sympathizing fraud that voted for him, you'll believe anything. Oh, I was oh yeah. <laughs> That's I awesome. got to. <laughs> Mr. President, we'll go this way, please, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Good job. Enjoy. Thank you. And again, so here's the Mac LR electric, fully battery electric, first of its kind in in, uh, in North America. And you'll see as we go around the corner here, Department of Sanitation in New York City is our launch customer. There you go. That's the part I saved it for. Because the department, the government, is the end consumer of a product that had no demand and would not exist. Would not exist. If it was capitalism, the whole damn thing costs five times as much. The damage it does to the earth is 10 times more than the building of a standard truck. And the people are going to pay triple for it. And it's all government orchestrated from the beginning to the end. You're being pillaged. You're being taken advantage of. And it can only happen in a society that turns over decisions to fraud liars like Joe Biden and his Marxist mafia. But that's okay. He drove an 18-wheeler. Do you believe he drove an 18-wheeler? 312-642-5600. You know what it takes to drive a truck? You actually got to go to work, baby. You got to get up in the morning. You got to know how to do your job. And then above all, you have to do it. For hours on end, hours on end, you got to make sure you do everything right. you got to be responsible. This 50-year political whore went to his office, hit on his secretary, pretended to hire people and prostitute government power in between raising money, getting drunk in the 70s. Scumbag drove a truck. I personally don't think he's ever done anything except ruin my country. I don't know. What do you think, Rago? You uh, seem to be a truck driver. What do you think? Sir, I, I'm going to say something first. I love you. Oh, thank you. I'm going to say that, man, because you are great. That man doesn't even know how to turn the key inside of a car. You think that he knows how to drive a truck? He doesn't. Really? He hasn't driven his own car. Do you realize this guy, as a politician, never had a job? He's worth hundreds, exactly. of, tens, tens of millions, if not hundreds. His house that he bought was the DuPont Mansion, his first house that he bought was the DuPont man. He doesn't know a man. truck from a horse, this moron. He don't even know how it looks inside. Well, Rago, listen, you stay safe. You stay out there. You keep working. You fight off those unions. All right, brother? Yes, sir. And you do the same thing. We love you, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Bill, LaSalle County. 
Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. I don't know if you saw this because I came up on a small news blurb I saw yesterday. ComEd officially filed the decommissioning papers for Byron yesterday, uh, which would take off the, two of those uh, nuclear reactors. I saw it off last our, night. Illinois, Illinois is, a, is, a, is a nuclear hub. We have more um, um, nuclear um, towers than any other state in the country, we're at 14, I believe, reactors. I don't know. I, I, but, of course, it's, and, and by the way, what's the greenest energy? Do you know that? Nuclear. Man, see, Bill, it doesn't seem like they're really interested in nuclear, but because be, they don't have to underwrite it, they can't front-run the stock in the companies. But when it comes to the batteries that will be made for that Mack truck and the Ford F-150, guess who owns all the stock in those companies? Yeah, I guess so. Well, here's a, here's a unique question. Uh, there's a major uh, utility firm, nationwide utility firm, that plans to actually decommission all of their natural gas turbines by like 2035 and build huge battery farms. Uh, so they'll just charge the batteries during the day with the solar panels and the windmills. And then if you know you lose the power from the wind or from the solar, you only got four hours of battery power on those battery so, farms. So, Bill, it's going to be like what Trump said. You're going to have to yell at your wife. Is the wind blowing? I want to watch TV. Turns out he was like Nostradamus. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Another Bill in Hinsdale. Hey, what's up, Sean? Congrats on the promotion. That's awesome. Well-deserved. Thank you, brother. Listen, Joe Biden couldn't drive a big wheel, <laughs> let alone a truck. I mean, you but see anyway, him walking around. He looks like Mr. Burns. It's pathetic. Go ahead. And, and he, he's got a little, you know, a little kick to his step when he runs out and then just, I'm not going to make fun of a guy who stammers, but a guy who loses his train of thought on every other sentence is not stammering. People stammer. I get it. No, yeah. But it's going to be fun. It, it's crazy. Sean, when is someone going to ask him a question that's tough and will say something to, to him other than these pre-scripted, prefab five or six people who only ask questions? Bill, never. Because the media isn't there to ask questions or to probe or to give information. They are there to promote and propagandize. Because if they ask questions of any of these concepts, of any of these ideas, thanks for the call. If they asked, if they asked any questions about any, the base of philosophy of socialism, the whole thing would collapse. You can't ask a question. You have to sell a sales pitch. That's why Joe Biden goes out and he sounds like his father, the used car salesman. He'll be whatever you need him to be. He will adopt. He is the old-fashioned con artist politician. A question is not what he's going to get asked by a media that supports the idealism of collectivism that, that, that he's selling. That's the problem. None of there's nothing works. What, what topic works that the socialist has? Healthcare, economy, social society. What works? Nothing. But they become gods among men, and the media becomes their best friend. Lucy in Lowell, Indiana. Yeah. Sean, yes. I love your program. Yes. Um, thank you for putting me on. Um, there are a lot of people who are asking what they can do um, when their employer or university or school is going to try to force them to take the vaccine. If they go to America's Frontline Doctors, All right. the, um, America's Frontline Doctors has documents that you can use as like a template or you can take to a lawyer and help you with it. Um, religious exemption, paperwork, things of that nature? Uh, well, not not only religious exemption, but also for like just a public employer, um, it gives you verbiage to help you put them on notice then that if you have any kind of repercussions from the vaccine or death 
or loss of wages from sickness, yeah. whatever have you, that they are liable. Oh, they're not. They were given the pass by the government. And by the way, it was Trump that gave them that pass. They were given the pass. They're held harmless. That's the other reason you shouldn't take it. How do you take something that is an admitted experiment and there are no repercussions? I'm sorry, there are, there are no repercussions. Everybody can look into it, and you have, that's a bipartisan agreement. And that's why you realize this is one giant experiment, and I don't think it's going so well. We're going to discuss that tomorrow. I can't believe the show's over. Can't wait for the third hour. Be back in 22.